It's Behind the Bulldogs Season 4, Episode 9, if I remember correctly. And folks, we got a great show. It's me, Joe, with Brandon. Let's get rocking with it, Brandon. You have brought the energy in the building I today. I do, man. I got a talent. I don't know what it is. Woo-wee. I'm born with it. I got a great show for you. We got the Storm Chasers themselves, the directors of the Red Storm. Whoa. Yannick alexander Madur, Lydia Pink stopping by the show, talking about what the Red Storm's all about and how Fair State fans can be a part of all the fun stuff going on there. Great interview. Make sure you stay tuned for that, Joe. Uh, but we got postseason. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, man. We got a whole bunch of stuff. You want to start with soccer, Brandon? Is that I what I'm hearing? I think we can start. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Soccer, unfortunately, closed out their season uh, last week. They took on Northern Michigan in the GLIAC tournament semifinals. They were able to get the win over Saginaw Valley in round one with a 1-0 victory. However, they lost 4-1 against Northern Michigan, who I believe went on to win the whole thing. If I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, I believe so. I'll double check that here just to be sure. Yeah, I just want to make sure. Um, But yeah, especially taking on Northern Michigan. First off, beating Saginaw Valley was a very good, very good win for us. And then just taking on a Northern Michigan team that's now in the national tournament. You can obviously just see uh, how really good of a game that was overall um, between those two teams. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Northern Michigan's offense was very much high powered, and they have been all season long, and, and that's unfortunately how they beat us at the end of the day. But it was still mm-hmm. a great season for women's soccer. Uh, they fought through the elements. Uh, they made a lot of changes during the season. They were able to still beat a lot of really good teams, um, play a lot of really good games. So that's definitely something you can hang your hat yep. on. I'm sure they know that they want more, um, of especially from that. But I think you got to be certainly proud uh, of the effort from Coach Henson's team, and especially uh, from all their great work uh, from over the last season. So big Shout out to them. And uh, I mean, big shout out to that season for that women's team. I know it wasn't necessarily what they wanted, um, but I mean, I mean, Parkside also really made some. Yeah, noise getting I was just the about final. to say, I was just about to say they upset uh, Michigan Tech, then they upset GV, but couldn't get it done against Northern as they took home the 2023 Gliac Women's Soccer Tournament title. Yeah, so there you go. Good season for women's soccer. Shout out to them. Yes, anyway, absolutely. Moving over to football, dominance against Wayne State, 63-19. The final score. That's a good game. It'll take care of business. We got some business certainly this weekend against the team down in Allendale, but we'll get to that here in just a minute. Uh, dominance all across the board. Defensively did very well. Offensively um, doing really well, but special teams. I mean, we're getting some big time return yardage. Sean Stevens has been great for us in that Dude, department. He's crazy man. He's just playing. He's balling out right now. But I think especially this team, I think they've really kind of hit their stride since that unfortunate loss to Lubbers, and they've really gotten their momentum back and hopefully going to use it this weekend against those guys in blue. Yeah, absolutely. This is a huge game. 258 yards passing, 353 yards on the ground. That means 611 yards of total offense. Plus, it was pretty solid uh, with third down efficiency, 8 of 12, 2 of 3 on fourth down. So it was pretty much just straight up dominance the whole entire time, uh, which is what we love to see, but it's going to be a tough game, especially with this Saturday going back down to Lubbers Anchorbone V2 in the playoffs some people aren't liking it some people are loving our chances however just to keep in mind coach Anise is going to not be able to coach this one after this is going to be where the suspension is um, put in place from last year's little debacle 
Yeah, that's certainly a, a touchy subject, especially for. Um, there's a lot of people not happy. Obviously, uh, Commissioner Dunbar has spoken. He's a bunch of her. hogwash, if you ask me. Yeah, so I think, especially uh, from her statement, from what we've heard from a lot of analysts, I think everybody's kind of on the same agreement. And it doesn't matter to, about Fair State or Grand Valley, just the fact that two top five teams are playing each other in the first round in the entire country, top five teams mm-hmm. is really unfortunate because it's really given you one less team going through, especially in the final four. We've seen a, a lot of final fours, unfortunately become blowouts just because their one team is outmatched in one region compared to the other. The Midwest has always been stacked, uh, uh, but we're excited to see. I think these guys are they're hungry and ready to go and see if they can beat Grand Valley this weekend back at their place. Boy, yeah. without Coach um, Anise and being able to beat them in a rematch. That boy, would be insane I'm loving it uh, but also I've yeah MIAA and GLIAC I've said it before shouldn't be in the same region just saying I think a lot of people would agree with me yeah anyway that's that's here in order that's water under the bridge we'll get to we'll get to the rest of it water under that's the a bridge. conversation for another day absolutely anyway moving forward hockey falls to Minnesota State uh, in, a, in a weekend skid it was a really hard fought uh, battle especially on that Saturday overtime game uh, I mean they fought down to the wire unfortunately a couple calls go against the Bulldogs way uh, and they're not able to regain the momentum uh, but they fought all the way through their grit their determination is certainly on display. They're one of the grittiest teams in the GLIAC, um, or excuse me, the CCHA, and I will firmly put my foot on that uh, for backing them up because, I mean, that's just the way they like to play. They like to be gritty. They love to get back uh, and be really determined going into these games. So I'm really looking forward to Mankato. Uh, just Minnesota State, they, they've rebuilt and they reloaded a lot faster yeah, than people thought so. I did not think they were going to get to this point uh, by any means. They have just gone like wild with being able to rebuild. They aren't at the spot where they were last year, but I mean, it's tough when basically your whole coaching staff leaves and a majority of your starters in a team that made you very, very good. The number two team goes to Wisconsin and we've already seen with Wisconsin too. They're going wild. But uh, I think it's definitely, I wouldn't say a wake up call, but it's definitely just a reminder that there's going to be a a tough weekend against Michigan Tech. We got St. Thomas coming to town as well after. So it's going to be a little bit of a test to kind of get us ready to kind of make that push to be a better team and to get uh, a little bit farther up in the CCHA standings because right where we're at right where we're at right now is not where we want to be yeah, and especially special teams is definitely an area of focus, especially penalty kill. Uh, ended up giving up, I believe, three goals on 10 attempts. I mean, that's a 66% chance. Uh, or excuse me, no, that's bad math right there. For me, that's a 30% chance. Uh, uh, close, Brandon. Yeah, that's not even close. I don't know where I'm at right now, but uh, that it's got to be a little bit better. It's got to be a little better if you're going to beat these teams uh, like Minnesota State, like Michigan Tech. So yeah. uh, definitely going to have to prove in those departments. And it starts at the MAC coming up this weekend, but we'll get to that uh, in the Ferris State Sports Slate coming up after the interview. Yes, sir. Uh, but we got a couple other sports to gather here. Basketball is in action, Joe. Whoa. And they won big, Brandon. Big they time. won pretty darn big. Men's basketball was playing against Cleary, I believe, uh, yesterday yes, as last we record night. this. And then they played against Lake Erie last Saturday. They are 4-0 and against... Competitive teams against teams that actually count, right? Uh, I believe actually three and zero. Calvin was still an exhibition. Was that so? Still, okay, so yeah. men's is three and zero, and I, I believe say, women's yeah. is also three and zero. So that's pretty huge. You've been playing pretty well. One hundred nine to forty two victory over Cleary, which is just bonkers to me. We're also trying to get some basketball players on for the season coming up, so that's going to be something to look forward to. And then Ooh. women's won eighty nine to fifty nine over Northwood yesterday as well, and a seventy seven to fifty one victory over McKentry last Saturday. Yeah, these two teams are shooting the rock, and they're shooting it well. It's and going wild, man. That's something something really fun to watch. And I think these two teams are going to be very exciting to watch. I mean, they're reloading. 
a lot of their big time core talented players. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun season. To wink. A, I'm looking forward to it. That was a conversation because Solomon and Regbu uh, transferred out. So it's just yep. going to be, are they going to be able to kind of keep with that offensive firepower? And obviously they are. Yeah. And Deshaun Munson has been a really nice addition to this team down low. And I think that's really mm-hmm. going to bring a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of potential and for this a, team. You got a lot of returners on the women's team too. So that's going to be it, it's recipes for success. Chefs are cooking up and I think we're going to have a solid meal. Oh yeah. It's going to be certainly fun. No happy meals. Going straight to the big stuff. Straight up four course entree. Oh yeah. Some flaming yon maybe. I mean... That we, sounds really we're good. eating good in the neighborhood. That's, that's all I can say. Yeah, that's all you can say about it. Anyway, final sport, volleyball uh, moves on after a quarterfinal win uh, against the Pride of Purdue Northwest. Three sets to nothing. Uh, good dominant game for that team. Uh, there was a lot of punches, uh, not literal punches, but momentum punches thrown at them by Purdue Northwest, but they answered back very well, especially in their home gym, and they're able to offensively dominate down the stretch, and they're able to move on uh, for a big-time matchup. I believe they'll be playing at Grand Valley. Uh, and they will be taking on the Parkside Rangers in what will be a very interesting semifinal round in the GLIAC play. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The GLIAC tournament is going to be pretty solid for how it's going to play out. All of a sudden, GV just kind of went on a tear near the end of the season. We kind of dropped a few games, and Parkside kind of picked it up as well in their production. So looking forward to it. It's definitely going to be an interesting little play out for this GLIAC tournament, but I got faith in the dogs. We'll be able to do fun. Faith in the dogs. We're with you. We'll ride with you as far as you can go, and especially they're fighting for national tournament seating as well. So it's going to be a fun tournament to watch. But that's going to do it here for the Fair Stage Sports Rundown. We're going to send it to the interview room. Got a couple special individuals stopping by to talk about all things Fair State fandom at athletic events. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So without further ado, let's, let's swing, it. swing it to the interview. Try to take my swing it over the interview, Brandon. Dang it. Now joining us, co-directors of the Red Storm, Yannick Alexander-Madur, Lydia Hi. Pink joining us. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So first question for you guys. I mean, starting up the Red Storm and just kind of getting a rejuvenizing like vibe to the student section, what, that's like, what is that like for both of you to just kind of try to start that back up and get that type of student section vibe back up in the games? Um, I think for me, since COVID, it's kind of, um, we've seen numbers being down from the student section and just finding different ways to kind of implement more students being there and getting excited for Ferris Athletics is like a really big part for us just because it's exciting to be a part of such great programs and we want other people to be excited about it too. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also I think that we have a lot of great programs here that are very successful. I mean, football back-to-back national champions soccer last year being in the final four. Uh, we have some great programs here and I think like students kind of miss out on that a little bit. So we kind of want to bring that back, that energy, that pride and like the sports and like being successful. I mean, it's a huge part of our community. For sure. And the Red Storm being more of a, a new idea, right? Coming in this first year academic year in its debut. Uh, what was the process of being able to come together and say, hey, like this is our idea, let's make this a club and then finally get the pen to paper and now have an official club here on campus? Yeah, so we spent a lot of the summer kind of brainstorming um, different ideas and like ideas of what we want to do. We talked to people from other universities that kind of have the same idea going on at their schools and just kind of figured out what would be best for us and where we could succeed most. And I'd say we spent most of the summer talking about it and planning for it and finding different things that we could do that would make it work for us. 
Yeah, I definitely say uh, it's it takes a lot of time to think about these things because what's hard about it is like there's not a lot of like D2 programs or D2 schools in general that kind of pursue that idea of getting like a student fan engagement club going. So it gives us like a blank canvas and now we have to fill it with, you know, like different shapes and colors and ideas. So it, it's as much as it's intriguing and fun to do, there's definitely some hard challenges that we have to solve. But um, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, but I mean, that's the nice thing you get to kind of build it from the ground up. What's it like though, especially for you two being co-presidents, what's that like kind of working with other people within the club and just making it so that way it's a lot of collaboration to just have that success? Um, I think from what I've seen so far, a lot of the students have been really excited and you know, they'll come up to me at games or I see them on campus and they know who I am. So they'll be like, oh, hey, Lydia, you know, it's I feel like that's also a really good part of it because, you know, we're we're also as like co-presidents meeting different people and like students that we usually probably would not interact with. And I feel like it's great in sports, but also just on campus in general, like you're seeing them and like in your classes and stuff. And that's also really exciting. Yeah, it gives them like a familiar face they can kind of like relate to and it just like just in general, like the idea of having some common grounds and like having the chance to like connect with people on campus, whether you're a freshman or a senior. And, you know, uh, I know it's always tough to make new friends such with COVID and stuff, but it's kind of nice to have that kind of going for us. Absolutely. And uh, the biggest thing I think you guys have started to tackle here over the, the first couple of months is the in-game entertainment stuff. And we kind of experimented and saw those last year with things like trivia, the half court shots and stuff. Uh, when it comes to like that uh, creative development of what you guys want for halftime entertainment, do you guys kind of like to research around with other schools or is it full creativity out of the box? Anything goes and just making these as fun of activities for these fans as possible. Um, I think a little bit of both. Uh, definitely last year it was more so like going on TikTok and Instagram, seeing what videos we could find, YouTube, stuff like that. Um, I think now more so we're kind of becoming more creative on our own with it and kind of seeing, I don't know, we get, we like to see what the crowd's reaction is and based off of that, you know, come up with different games or like a variation of the games um, to do. But I think it's definitely a mix of both and what gets people excited. Yeah, it's definitely fun to see like, you know, like sometimes it's hard to find like a great game going where we're like, okay, like this is gonna work out. We know this is, people liked it. So it's always like hard to tell like right away if it works or not. But at the end, it's always fun to see like how, how much they actually appreciate it and like how much they actually enjoy and try to engage with it too. I mean, mm -hmm. for example, like find Bruce on the ice where you blindfolded, you know, all of them just yelling left and right. And like, it's crazy. Like you would say like, you know, you can barely hear it, but it's just like so loud and it's 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 amazing. It's fun. Yeah. Is there any uh, sneak peeks for the fans out there? Any uh, big scheming projects you guys have thinking about maybe for implementing a halftime that they can look forward to? Oh, I'd say that's definitely a tough call. We don't there's a lot of ideas that we have. And the main part is, is just trying to figure out how we can make it happen. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest issue. But Otherwise, I mean, I think we're almost every week full of ideas what we yeah. can change and what we can do for that case. So it's just like, yeah, just making the right decisions. It's not easy, you know, sometimes because, you know, you want to have a game that gets people going and not feel like, oh, this is boring, like, you know. Yeah. And I also think we definitely have been doing so far this hockey season, different things that we've done last year. And those have been a really good hit. I mean, people really like it. Like the bubble soccer game on the ice. Yes. That was really fun. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll have some more tricks up our sleeves for sure. Yeah, I gotta say, sumo on ice, that's top tier favorite for me. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. high quality that's entertainment good. right there. Do you guys ever get nervous kind of going out there to kind of get the crowd up if it's, like you said, if it's like a rough game or something like that and you're trying to like 
get them back on their feet? Is that kind of nerve wracking for you at all? Or is it just kind of another day at the office? I feel like for me, it's more nerve wracking, like trying to ask people to play the games just because a lot of people are like they don't want to they don't want to be embarrassed you know and i get that but i feel like that for me is like the more uh part that i don't like but once i get on the ice i'm like all right let's do this like it's fun for us too just to see you know how it goes and like different things like that yeah yeah it's definitely i would say like every week it's like a different crowd so you never know what you can expect yeah but um what i find amazing is like People didn't really want to at the beginning to be involved with us, but now mm-hmm. they're like literally like pointing at us, asking like, hey, can I play the game? Please, can I play the game? It's so right. much fun. So it's 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 nice to see some progress and like that they appreciate these things that we do. So uh, it's generally nice to have that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, especially kind of going more individually, I think this is so cool that you guys are both co-presidents in this because you have both sides mm-hmm. of the, the aspect covered when it comes to the games, right? Because Lydia, you're the student, you're more the fan on the outside. And Yannick, you know exactly what it's like to be on the competitive surface as a tennis player. So how does that kind of combine when you guys are looking at ideas and thinking both the perspectives, both for the players that are going on during the contest and they're playing, as well as the fans that are watching it live in the stands? I think it's really beneficial just because he has more of the side that I'm like, oh, what about this idea? And he's like, oh, you know, we would like that because, you know, it gets more, it gets, I think the players also more excited coming out of like halftime or intermission, whatever it is, just because then, you know, the crowd is, you know, excited because, you know, something fun was happening during, while they were gone. And so I think it just, you know, keeps that energy high rather than it (laughs) dipping down and, you know, having to get back up there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's perfectly, it's, I mean, I can't say that more perfect. That's, that's really on point. Um, but yeah, just in general, like when we came up with the idea with the club, I mean, it was great to have her helping me, like try to understand, like from a student point of view, mm-hmm. how we can approach like promoting these kind of things. So I know as an athlete, like we're kind of like isolated, but having her on my side is amazing because she really helps me a lot. Like just getting that kind of connection going again, because that's initially what we want. We want students and student athletes to be more involved with each other and like have it more like a whole community going there. So Mm -hmm. that's great. Yeah, absolutely. And especially not a lot of people know what it's like to kind of schedule all these things in games. What is that process like from start to finish when you're just getting ready to kind of get that schedule ready for a game and actually executing it? Like what's that process kind of like? So I think after the game happens, we're already starting to talk about what's gonna happen next and like next week and everything. And then usually we have meetings with athletics on Wednesday of every week. And then we'll talk to them about it and kind of see, you know, how this is gonna work and um, what they'll say on like the PA read for, you know, introducing us. And if we wanna explain the game or if we want them to explain the game, just like those types of different things and then Usually it's right before game time when we're getting everything ready and getting our players to play. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, like, I mean, we, for the most part, we have it all structured out. Everything is running perfect, but just mm-hmm. every now and then, you know, there's like some small hiccups. Yep. So we're like, uh, you know, we have like a hole in one of our tubes or anything where we have to fix it quickly, yeah. but the, it's definitely interesting. It's fun. We tried to do the sumo suit game the weekend before we actually did it, but we realized we needed batteries and didn't have them. So oh, we had to figure no. out something else right during game time, so. Oh yes, yeah, and sure. from my experience producing, the biggest uh, problem sometimes, where's Brutus, the biggest mascot yep. in the building? Where yeah. is that man? <laughs> He's gone somewhere, so no, yeah. I totally feel that. Uh, but especially for kind of highlighting you guys in the red storm, uh, as far as anybody might be listening to this and say, hey, like this looks pretty cool. Where should they go check out information and find out more about the red storm? Um, so if you go to ferrisathletics.com, um, you'll find information there. I think it's right on the homepage. Yeah. They'll have a thing for it. 
they're right on the homepage. And then yeah. like, if you go to tickets, usually where they sell like their football or hockey and all their tickets, mm-hmm. it's like a whole section where they have the price for that too. So if you just click on that, they have a link provided. Um, or you can reach out to one of us. Exactly. We'll help you. Yeah. And I'm going to start handing out flyers too with a QR code. So if you ever see me, I might have a flyer on my hand that you can just scan and then you can sign up for it online. So pretty handy. Yeah. Sweet action. Well, last question for you both. We ask everybody. Yannick, we've asked you before, uh, but if it's changed, let us know. What's your favorite thing about being a Ferris State Bulldog? Oh, wow. I think I think just the people in general. I feel like it's really easy to get to know people on, you know, kind of a smaller campus than like you would have at a D1 school. And I really like that aspect of it because I also, I think from my experience being in athletics and working in athletics, like you you don't have that feeling where there's some, like that student athletes are very like far out. Like you can get to know them too. I feel like that's just also a really great, you know, thing to have here. And just the people I, I've said. I agree. Uh, I think that we have a lot of students and student athletes that are very down to earth. And I think that mm-hmm. kind of makes it special because no one is kind of out of reach. You know, it might be at bigger schools. Um, just like in general, like, I, I love the community here. It's like, it's like one big family. Everybody supports each other. And like, I feel like, you know, majority of the times when I walk on campus, I almost know every single person and they're super friendly. And just in general, I think like, what is like really important to me is like just the pride that we have, not just the school itself, but like the students and, and, and the student athletes that they take and like going to school and like the programs that we have is so successful, like not even just athletics, but also like, you know, the new buildings and data science analytics, those are like great programs that are now coming up. So it's definitely nice to be part of like these kind of, you know, evolutions on campus. Absolutely. Well, Yannick, Lydia, thank you so much for joining us. And for all the fans out there, go find them during the games. They're having a good time. So be sure to participate in all the fun activities. But thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, a big thank you to Lydia and Yannick for coming on the show. It's great what they're doing, able to reestablish that insane student section that we used to have um, for hockey and just that student culture is going to be huge. Now let's get into the slate of what's going to happen for the weekend for Ferris State Athletics Friday. It's only going to be have one thing. Men's ice hockey is going to be taking on Michigan Tech 707 puck drop. Be there or not. That's a long drive, but definitely follow on Flow Sports and on the radio. As well on Sunday 97.3. So shout out to Brody Kaiser for all the great work he's doing. Uh, As well, you can check out Off the Ice as well. Great hockey podcast if you want to learn more uh, about our dogs. You should for sure do that. Yeah, for sure do that. You should do that. You should. Like right now. Do it. No, well, not actually, right wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. wait till we're done. Then the, go do it. There you go. Perfect. Uh, Saturday, women's volleyball will be at Allendale uh, taking on Wisconsin Parkside. Time is TBD. If you want to find out more, fairstaplebox.com. You go to women's sports volleyball and it should be later updated this week. They're still trying to figure out the pairings, especially for when teams are going to be playing, but I'm pretty sure, 95% sure, it's going to be at Allendale. Uh, football. Also at Allendale, 1 o'clock, uh, big time. Anchorbone Part 2 in the quarterfinal of the NCAA round. It's going to be fun. Uh, and then men's basketball at Finley, 3 o'clock there from Ohio. And men's ice hockey back at the max, 6.07 puck drop there in Houghton for Saturday. Sounds cool, man. And then rounding off the weekend, Sunday, women's volleyball. We're crossing our fingers. A potential GLIAC Tournament Championship appearance. That time is also TBD. But we'll see. It's going to be in Allendale. It's going to be cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Going to look forward to a great weekend on deck. And it's certainly going to be fun. But that's going to do it for us here on Behind the Bulldogs. Make sure you subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. So you don't miss out on anything related to Behind the Bulldogs and our show. But until next time, Joe. Take care, everybody. 
Also turn on post notifications. You should do that.